I guess I have to have it on. What do you have to have? Remember on? last week we were at the butcher's market on Lake Boone Trail. Go check them out. Yeah. Um, but I didn't have the comments distracting me. You know, on oh. Thursdays. Yeah, turn them off. I'm I'm like squirrel. Yeah, you are a squirrel today. All right, ready? It's already rolling. You don't have to be performative. I am. <laughs> I have to reset for the podcast itself as an audio mm. mark so I know what I'm doing because the podcast is different than the YouTube live. Okay. Let's podcast. Wow, so sarcastic. Ooh, that was for you. Let's podcast alongside Joe Chilio. I'm Joe. <laughs> it is a sleek fleet OG live. It's Thursday. It's past two o'clock. It's time to go. Check them out online at sleek-fleet.com. I know you tweeted it out earlier today. You headed to a hockey game like tonight. Maybe you want to roll up to a party in style. Maybe you just need to get a bunch of people to the airport. Sleek fleet. Even better. What if you want to go to the OG tailgate on February 24th, which is a Saturday Canes game, eight o'clock PNC parking lot. What if you feel like having a couple of beverages? What if you don't feel like paying $40 to park? What if you don't feel like sitting in traffic after the game? Hit up Tyler at sleek-fleet.com right now. Do it. Go sleek-fleet.com. Also follow them on the Instagrams. Follow us on the Instagrams. We're going to give away two lucky winners. There's an asterisk there. You have to live somewhere close to us, though. <laughs> we, we aired last time in this. Lesson, so, lesson so learned, man. Pretty please. Raleigh, Garner, Clayton, Holly Springs. All good. Carrie, all good. We got you. Follow us on the socials. Follow Sleek Fleet. So go to sleek-fleet.com. Find them on the Instas. Tyler's crew does such a great job. You may have heard the Super Bowls on Sunday. Is it? Is it the Super Bowl or is it the Taylor Swift event? of 2024. We shall see. Let's talk to the expert, shall we? We're moving on. Let's bring on Brooke Pryor, ESPN. She's in the house. She's Swifty number one. Hi, Brooke. How are you? I'm great. Wait, yes. let me turn your mic on. No, Here we go. Uh, hot mic I'm on. great. I am thrilled to be an expert in Taylor Swift. I've really worked my whole life for this. Well, here's my question. If you're going to go to a Super Bowl, Super Bowl party, would you not want to go to a Taylor Swift Super Bowl party? I feel like Swifties would have the best party this weekend. Yeah, nobody knows how to do a theme better than Swifties. As someone who has been quite literally preparing for a Taylor Swift event her whole life, um, or just a series of Taylor Swift events. I mean, I went to the Eras tour twice. Hopefully we'll go a third time this fall. Um, I have seen Swifties execute so many different themes. I mean, you got costumes, you got decor. I would want to go to a Taylor, Taylor Swift, Swift party. Is what you, if I wasn't working, I would be at one. Taylor Swift is what you risked life and limb for. This is the one where they're like, come stay at our house for free. Right. What? Didn't you do that? Didn't you do that over the summer? Tate? Oh, yes, yep. I did. I was so confused what you were talking about. I was like, I mean, I, yes, I did have that nice gentleman and his daughter and his daughter's friend. Thank goodness there was a daughter and a daughter's friend. Yeah. Um, I have not done a bug sweep of the home since then. You should. I probably should. And I'm supposed to take him up on the offer to trade my my home for his 
Airbnb that he has on the Outer Banks in Corolla. He said, I can use it one weekend, but that is how horror movies get started. So I have not. Yeah, don't do that. I have not done that. I do, know what you did last football season. Do do me do me a favor. Can you move up closer to the mic? Because as yes. hot as that mic is. It's I can. Still, okay, can you turn perfect. on my headphones? Because they're not working, which is why I just. Are the, are the uh, headphones not working at all? How about yeah. now? Are they working? I'm hearing nothing. Oh, geez. Okay. We'll have oh, to try no. something else. We Which have... is why I just, you know, popped them off my ears. It's, I assume I'm screaming. The whole building. No, 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 no. It's fine. It's fine. This I, re- is all... I wanted I wanted them to have a live audience. This, also. Is the, this is the beauty of everything that's going on live. Let me grab these headphones. headphones. I'll grab these headphones. We'll I'm see sorry if these that my work. Bose headphones aren't good. Enough. All right. So while we're, uh, while I'm are setting yours? Up, they are mine. While wow. I'm setting up another headphone set. Oh, no. Right, look, look over there in that red thing right there. Those no, there's, there's yeah, nothing. those work. Do they work? Yeah. Okay. It's the it's the connection to that nipple. That nipple doesn't like to work. Oh, I hate when that happens. But I have two nipples. I know. We Most do. people do. <laughs> <laughs> don't say we all. You don't know. There no, could be. Go. Okay. That one has the right nipple. Okay. Here we go. Where am I? Plug it yeah, on plug, to. Plug it on to, and then you should oh, be. Oh. You got. I do. You have life. Okay. I do have life. life. Oh, Perfect. thank goodness! I felt so in the dark. Not like my own two years work, but I have to have something on top of them too. Like, not like I can't just hear you guys. In Look, the room. all I'm saying is that this is growth for me. That I'm not having a freak out that all this is happening live and I can't edit it. So it is what it is. So you'll just do it later. No, about you'll just freak no, out. You know about me. It I get a little. Event. I get a little. Well, it is does involve technology. I do get a little. All right. So when are, are you? You're going to Vegas? No, I'm not going to Vegas, but I will be running the live blog on ESPN.com okay. during the Super Bowl because. Our trending team likes my voice, and oh, uh, nice. I thought that was very kind of them. Yeah. I also I hope to bring a little a little Taylor Swift flavor to it for the dads, Brads, and Chads. Mm-hmm. Um, also for it's perfect for for the people like me that love football, also love Taylor Swift. Are probably I, I want to know if anybody is as conflicted as I have been all football season, where I feel like my church friends and my school friends are hanging out and it's like, like my Taylor Swift friendships have been very different from my football friendships. And now they're all together. And I just, it has been very overstimulating. I can see where it can be overstimulating. I can also see where you want to pick a side. And if I'm going to pick a side, I would pick the Swifty side because football people just don't know how to have fun sometimes. That's true. Because like I said, the the theme of it all, like there are great opportunities for for themes, for the for different food, oh, for yeah. different decorations, for outfits. Like I'm here for all the bedazzling mm-hmm. of football things. Um, I really wanted to buy. There's a shirt from Steel City that says Taylor's Bowl. I like that. I'm here for that. I like that. Um, I did not. I was too indecisive, so I didn't order it in time. Um, but I'm here for like the Taylor Swiftification of the Super Bowl. Have you ever been to a Joe Giglio Super Bowl party? I've not. No, he's never invited me. Not once. We might have to change that one year that you don't have something that you have to do in work and you can show up. Or I don't know. Maybe you can live blog from Chilio. Yes. Now we're on to something. We no longer bet on the national anthem. We now bet on how long the person holds the word brave. Yeah. That so, is so all super. There, there are various. There are varieties of Super Bowl problem. parties. I've been, to, I've, I've been to Super Bowl parties where nobody cares. I've been to Super Bowl parties where the, the person hosting it truly cares about their team winning. Right, like this is their chance. That's not fun. I, that is not a fun one. The Gilio household is like three things going on at once because it's very Gilio, right? A lot Actually. of it's very ADHD, just going all over the place. You don't know where it's going. Number one, it's 
Jackson's birthday. It so is Jackson's birthday. Happy sixteenth yes. birthday to Jackson. I know yep. he turned what sixteen yesterday, right? Mm-hmm. Wow, what a super sweet sixteen. Right. I they know. should make that an MTV show. <laughs> My wife won't let me change the uh the year when it was the Super Bowl was two seven. Yeah. So even though I want to get a new poster and update my poster, she's like, no, that one doesn't say two seven his birthday. Oh, I like, see. I see. So you got Jackson's birthday party. Yes. So you got his people showing up. Correct. Right. Then you have the typical pre-game Super Bowl hangout, you know, with the typical food. neighborhood and your family and your food. Yeah. Once the game starts, that's when in in, in previous trips to Agilio Super Bowl party, I want to leave. No, we bet on the anthem, uh-huh. the, the word brave. We bet on the coin toss. Yeah. Uh-huh. And then we bet on the first, the opening kickoff inside the kickoff. Will it be a touchback? Will it not be a touchback? Okay. Did you ever see the movie Running Man with Arnold Schwarzenegger? Yeah. And then, you know, like outside of the game show, like in the free city, they got a guy taking bets with the chalkboard. That's you. Yes. That's like a deep cut. I yes. know that's a deep cut. If I've you've quite seen, literally never even if heard of that. Really? Oh, yeah. It's one of the early, early Arnold movies. It's yeah. actually, it actually predicted a lot of what's going on today in a weird, so weird like the fashion. Uh, no, like in, dystopian, that, like oh, dystopian oh. future, right? Yeah. Here's but, a layer but in the dystopian you've... future, Jillio's the guy at the chalkboard taking mm. bets in real time. That's you. Here's a layer you've missed. Now, even though it's only, I think we do $10 to play, the pot ends up being like $400. So oh, the geez. last couple of years, it's been one of James's friends who has won. Mm-hmm. So if you're 17 or 18 years old, That's winning that $400 pot, you're like, what? That's, so they are all That's living and money. dying with the coin toss. And the opening kickoff. So Brooke is too busy working. The yeah, Super she's Bowl. got real work. I, I have, you, I've hosted a Super Bowl party, uh, but a single one. Okay. Yeah. Now, here's the fun fact about you. If I have my timeline right. I'm so scared. You actually saw Patrick Mahomes lose a Super Bowl. I did, actually. That is a great fun fact. I have, so. She saw it. I for my mojo. I, I, know, I know that it's happened. My mojo. I was thinking about that on the way over here. I have attended two Super Bowls, but I've been there for three weeks of yeah. them. Okay. Um, the first one I went to was Tom Brady's last Super Bowl, the Patriots Rams one that I quite literally fell asleep in the press box because it was so boring and I was so exhausted. It was a bad game. It was terrible. The next one was Miami where the Chiefs won and I covered everything the week of and then they beat the 49ers in the game and I watched from a hotel room and just, you know, had a lot of like feelings because I just been covering the Chiefs and now I was with ESPN um, covering the Steelers that were nowhere near the Super Bowl. Uh, And then the next one was the COVID Super Bowl in Tampa. And I went down and I was in the press box. I was covering for the Chiefs side. I was tapped in last minute to go down there. Um, And I was thinking about that, that the only way the 49ers win this game is if they do what the Bucs did in that Super Bowl, and they just gave Patrick Mahomes absolutely no time to throw the ball. Mm-hmm. I mean, they got after him. And I remember it was such a surreal thing because to that point, all I had experienced with Patrick Mahomes, all most people had experienced with Patrick Mahomes was like, this guy's a wizard. He can do anything. Sure. And he never got it going. Like I just kept waiting like, okay, well, this is going to be the drive where it all comes together. It And that drive never happened. I mean, Tom Brady was inevitable and in a way that I didn't think he would be. But is Patrick Mahomes now the new inevitable? Well, no, I think Mahomes was also injured in that Super Bowl and their left tackle was dead to the world. Yeah, well. there were some yeah they, they, they had some, some offensive line injuries. Um, this is the one I bet on the Chiefs. This is why I have never forgiven the Chiefs. Oh, 
So you're really going through it. I am. He's I, been going through it. I can, I can see that. It really I'm needs to re-kill, Brooke. Okay? Yeah. If I'm only. So, I, if only. I To me, what I think is the wildest thing about who the Chiefs are as a team now with Spags basically being the MVP of this team. He mm. should be the MVP of the Super Bowl if they win. Obviously, a coach or coordinator can't be the MVP. But when I think about the Chiefs season that I covered... Their DC was Bob Sutton. And that man was the scapiest scapegoat that ever scapegoated. Like he was so reviled by everyone associated with the chiefs in the, in the chiefs fandom. And it was just kind of like, all right, I'm covering a big 12 team in the NFL. Like mm-hmm. every single game is going to be a shootout. And now they've still got Patrick Mahomes, obviously, but this defense is why they're still here when the offense has been, you know, working through itself all season. It, it's just wild the way that the tables have turned are you surprised that the chiefs have managed to convince the world they're underdogs no that i'm not surprised back in, back in december because back in december a lot of people were writing off the chiefs and i guess they've taken it to heart they found a different kind of way to win even though patrick mahomes is still patrick mahomes and they're going into this truly believing that somehow some way they're not the villain that people just don't think they're that good it's hilarious to <laughs> it, me that's to me that's what differentiates talented guys from like uber talented next tier superstars are the ones that can find like the one single tweet that says they suck and like they're gonna go out and they're gonna prove that one person wrong and Mm -hmm. that's all it takes i mean shoot i and sometimes i forget about it stupidly i thought that when travis kelsey and patrick mahomes were messing with justin tucker and like throwing his things out of the way i was like oh this is going to activate justin tucker he's going to go off (laughs) no you moron like kicker's gonna go off it's travis kelsey and patrick mahomes that are like oh justin tucker's disrespect yes it was the disrespect okay no he left his helmet there i I know you're not attacking me but i'm going to take it personal here since there's a tar heel in the room and that's what tar heels do yes um the Chiefs went four and four down the stretch. Now, I think the, the Chargers game, they didn't try it. No, they didn't. Okay, but let's not act like the Chiefs were like breathing fire and looking like they were on this path. Props to them. They have done the opposite of 2019 Virginia in these playoffs. They have beaten every good effing team that's, in the playoffs. That's, that's the mm-hmm. thing. That's what they've done. But in November and December, sure. I mean, they were going oh, through not, it. Yeah. I am not trying to do revisionist history okay. on where the Chiefs were back then. But I think that's what they're interpreting it as, as from November and December, oh, when okay. people were telling them, you're struggling, you don't look like the yeah. team that plows to the Super Bowl. You look like a team that's about to go home to the Dolphins. Mm-hmm. You look yeah. like well, a team that's about never, to... They were never going home to the Dolphins. <laughs> you look like a team that's about to go home Stop to it. the Bills. Okay. You look like a team that's about to lose to... The Ravens. Gotcha. So they kept also like, all of those receipts. What were people supposed to say? That's what I'm and saying. That, like that, that's what I think <laughs> is just so interesting about Travis Kelsey getting mad on his podcast about people talking about the receivers and blaming the media for bringing it up. Like, man, we all have eyes. We all want. Like, we watch Patrick Mahomes lose his mind yeah, over it. Exactly. So, yes. I, I, but I think that the thing about the Chiefs is that no matter what happens in the regular season, if they get to the postseason, if they get to the playoffs, They've been there. They've done that. That's what makes the difference for them this year when they had to go on the road Mm -hmm. and win was that, no, they had never gone on the road before, but they'd won a lot of playoff games with this core group. And that's what ended up making the difference. And that's why, like, my heart wants the 49ers to win because I want a new storyline. 
I, I'm not ready. No, your heart wants the 49ers to win so that I win money. No. Sure. You know what? That I will make that my other yes. reason no, for, just am, for you. I am against, I am against all of that. I'm against you winning money. Why do you? No, you're that? not. I'm you're also, not against Christian McCaffrey winning the Super Bowl. Yeah, that, that, no, no. That's what the I, only no, part but the thing, you want. But here's the thing: I don't want that because it's not going to be about Christian McCaffrey. You're winning right. The Super Bowl. You're right. You're it's right. It's not going to be about Brock Purdy. It's not going to be about Steve Wilkes. Hey, man, good yeah. for Steve yeah. Wilkes. Yeah. Which I have a little clip here because your headphones work. I want to play this <laughs> oh, clip. Good. I got I got double clips Listen. related to the craptacular nature that is the Carolina Panthers. But I got I got two for. I'll play it again. I'll play it again. I don't care. But the reason why I don't want the 49ers to win is because I am not ready for the Purdy apocalypse. I'm just We're going to have that regardless. We are doomed to Purdy discourse for the next 10 months. How did we get you know, here? It's, it's your employer's fault. I'm it not really, lie. And like, like, how did we get so here? Because you're on the production <laughs> meetings. How do you get here? I, no, nobody asks my opinion because if it were up to me, we would not have everything in these absolute arguments. Right. Like it's wild that guys can't just be like good. Um, <laughs> that you either what, what have to be. Yes. And, and yes. Here's, I was, I was thinking about this on my drive. I, apparently I just do a lot of pondering when I drive, mm-hmm. but I was thinking about the fact, like I've covered some bad quarterbacks with, with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Like I've covered Kenny Pickett, who has not been good at all. Mm-hmm. And the Steelers would be, thrilled if he could be like Brock Purdy like they could win if he was Brock Purdy if he made throws that got the ball in the hands of the playmakers got them out in space got them in a position to get some yak I mean the Steelers were a playoff team with Mason Rudolph like you don't have to have Patrick Mahomes like it's okay if not every quarterback is Patrick Mahomes and Lamar Jackson like it to me these two teams are the rep to, they should represent the fact that like you can build teams in different ways and have equal kinds of success, but instead the Super Bowl is going to just it the conversation afterward is either going to be see the only way you can win is if you have Patrick Mahomes, and then the other side is going to be look at Brock Purdy. He actually is really good. Maybe he's not a game manager. It's like, no, but game manager is fine. That's okay. Look, I, I, I give props to Cam Newton, who's managed to get himself in the media churn by having his conversations about game managers and trying to explain what a game manager is. Uh, Sheena Quick, who covers the Carolina Panthers for Fox Sports AM out of Charlotte. I think there's a TV station that she works for, but she's all over the Panthers beat and she's at the Super Bowl and she got in front of Christian McCaffrey. And I'm going to pull this up on StreamYard here so you can get the audio. You can hear the audio, right? Your headphones are working? They are. They sure okay, are. so you should be able to hear this Christian McCaffrey. So, yeah, Sheena asks uh, can, uh, Christian McCaffrey about Brock Purdy, uh, you know, the game manager headlines. And here's what Christian McCaffrey had to say. Christian, you play with two quarterbacks that have been pretty much um, underrated. First, Cam in Carolina, now Brock here in San Francisco. Can you talk about some of the similarities of those two competitors? Yeah, Brock and Cam, they look alike, they play alike. I think there's a lot of different similarities. I think both of them have that underdog mentality at all times. They both carry a big chip on their shoulder. Both great leaders uh, and winners. (laughs) That's so diplomatic from Christian McCaffrey. I want to hear the. Did he say they look alike? She couldn't see him. Yeah, you couldn't see him. He was. He was. 
clearly smiling and laughing. Okay, that's what yeah. I assume. Yeah, he was having just, he was having fun. I want to make sure my headphones didn't quit. I mean, unless again. unless it's Cam possible. unless Cam Newton looks like uh, Lee Har- Lee Harvey Oswald, I wasn't aware of. I, <laughs> I, I have no comment on that. Uh, it, look, it actually all ties in with the CIA government psyop, if you think about it. Because look, if you believe that JFK was an inside job, then Lee Harvey Oswald was part of that. And and Taylor Swift is also part of a government psyop. The Super Bowl is one gigantic psyop. You know, I also saw what I think is an RFK Jr. campaign bus on my way over here. A giant American flag Kennedy bus See? in the parking lot near See? the Torchies and Cava. See, so, it all makes sense. Yeah, now I'm really concerned that it's deep, all coming together the deep state is deep stating now but to your to your point and you you live this in pittsburgh because the thirst levels for the next quarterback to take over oh get you to a point where you really start saying some ridiculous things about the cubans you know, he's you love. i mean he's got a chance he's got a chance well, guys I, um, here, <laughs> arthur smith's gonna cook it up Ooh, I, it's just the the discourse around quarterbacks is just it's driving me insane because it's not enough to just be good. Like you have to be a game changer in this current climate. And I don't like on the one hand, yes, that is the way that offenses are trending, Mm -hmm. but because so many are trending that way, I'd like to see more teams, honestly do what the Steelers have been doing with having a really good defense and a strong run game that allows you to have a balanced offense. Unfortunately, the Steelers track record building a team that way isn't great in the playoffs. But to me, that's more a function of uh, the offensive coordinator, not utilizing the weapons that he has and the defense getting incredibly injured down the stretch. I mean, I think if, if you have TJ Watt in that bills game, there's a non-zero chance the Steelers actually find a way to win that. And I know that that just kind of feels insane to say out loud, but I think that that, that, is enough to be a difference maker and that I I would like to see more teams decline to have an arms race on the offense because Mm. offensive scoring is going down. I mean, it's with all of these crazy good quarterbacks, the trend is still year over year scoring production is dropping. So let's see some more teams zig instead of zagging and build up some defensive superpowers. Yeah, it's funny. The Panthers had that identity defense run the ball when Steve Wilkes was Mm -hmm. the interim head coach. And of course that, offensive arms race that you talk about is what led to let's go all in on Bryce Young. We're to bring in this all-star cast of characters for the offense and it didn't work out. And clearly Steve Wilkes is not really over this because we'll go back to Sheena. She's at the Super Bowl and she asked Steve Wilkes if he was bitter about how things shook out in Carolina. Listen carefully. I'm not bitter. I'm not bitter. Um, everything's a learning experience for me. I learned a lot there. Uh, a lot of what not to do. You know, uh, learned a lot of, of what it looks like uh, or what it should look like, uh, particularly coming here. There's so much uh, respect uh, that I have for this organization. The York family, starting with Jed, they do it the right way. She's completely how they run the organization and really giving Cal and John everything they need to succeed uh, everything down to, to uh, you know, the meals the food, how we travel uh, it's just top notch So that's Steve Wilkes, former defensive coordinator, interim head coach for the Carolina Panthers who said, learned what not to do I was going to say, yeah. that, was, that was some real Jedi 
Yeah. Yeah. If you ain't for me, you're against me kind of stuff. Which which gets us to, well, hmm, what did he learn not to do with all a Sith only speaks in absolute mindset right there? So I'm thinking of like, oh man, I'm not going to talk shit about David Tepper, but I am going to praise the hell out of these guys. That was, I mean, even at the end with like the travel and the Uh meals and stuff. Uh My goodness. Uh huh. I, he basically should have just called the Carolina Panthers a poverty franchise. <laughs> is, exactly I mean, that what is, he said. He could have just saved a whole lot of words. Speaking of poverty franchises, I felt like Matt Rule and the Carolina Panthers were meant for each other in that regard because oh. Matt Matt Rule continues to be a poverty college football coach at Nebraska, another institution that used to be something. And and Rule, look, man, we used to have a bit with Matt Rule, and eventually we moved on because Matt Rule, no, it doesn't really matter to the Carolina Panthers mm-hmm. anymore. I think fans just want to move on. But like to forget that that happened. Yeah. Never underestimate Matt Rule's ability to turn what is happening in the NFL into himself, right? He takes credit for everything. He's taking credit for Christian McCaffrey. He's taking credit for all these situations. And now he's managed to take credit for Brock Purdy. Oh, well, you didn't hear this? I had not heard this. Oh, this no. was signing day. Signing day was this week. Oh. By the way, that's one thing about radio I don't miss. Having to like pretend I care about signing day in February. Regardless, here is Matt Rule, and he has this little nugget about Brock Purdy. I think Brock Purdy is an amazing player because um, I played against him at Iowa State. When I was in the draft room at Carolina, I, I, I brought his name up. I said, hey, guys, he should be on the draft board. I got vetoed on that one. But... Um, uh, you can ask Coop, uh, but I, uh, I think, I mean, we used to tell our guys when we played Brock Purdy, we're like, do not, do not fall for his pump fake, right? Because Brock would come out, he'd pump fake. And first game he gets, he's 10 yards down the field, he pump fakes, our DBs are jumping. I'm like, that's the line of scrimmage. So a lot of respect for Brock. I knew it. I had him on the board. Do you want me to do this now or you want me to wait for Brownlow? Just do it now. We'll bring it again for Brownlow. Okay. All right. This is so completely and totally disingenuous. Of course it is. Because in 2002, when Brock Purdy was the last pick of the draft, mm-hmm. the Carolina Panthers traded a third round, uh, traded a fourth round pick and a third round pick in 2023 for the right to move up into the third round to take Matt Corral. Okay. They Where's traded right now. They traded up to take Matt Corral. They traded assets to take Matt Corral. You might be thinking to yourself, well, Joe, well, why didn't Matt rule just use his third round pick mm-hmm. on Matt Corral? He well, got vetoed, Joe. He got vetoed. No, See? no, no. It's not that. It, well, let's think about it, though. Tortured football genius department. Why, why, okay. didn't he, <laughs> why didn't he have his third-round pick? Well, because the Panthers traded their third-round pick that year to the Jacksonville Jaguars for C.J. Henderson. Oh. Well, now you're thinking, okay, cool. But, yeah, if he really loved him and he knew what this guy was going to be, he really should have taken a chance on him. Well, that's what he did in 2021 at the draft. He traded a, He traded three total picks to the Jets for Sam Arnold. So two Sam different Darnold. times, Sam Darnold. So two different times. Sam yeah, the Dan Arnold was the draft pick, uh, was the player <laughs> traded in CJ Anderson, actually. So they, two different times, he made significant draft capital trades for a quarterback. Yeah. Two different times, including in 2002. So in 2002, they take Matt Corral. Now they don't have another pick. They have the fourth round, sixth round, sixth round, and seventh round. Can you imagine even David Tepper, even this idiot, isn't going to sit here and be like, well, we have uh, Darnold on the roster. Well, we just took Matt Corral and traded a bunch of assets for him. What do we need? What do we need? Another quarterback. That's what we That's need. What we need. Even if it's a set, like not even Tepper also, is going to be like. Also, okay. Yeah. All right. Let's let's follow this to the logical end. Okay, Brooke, you ready what, for this? 
I don't, I don't think we do logic, but sure. no, no, let's, let's slide. Okay. Let's, okay. let's strip all those draft maneuvers out of it. And let's say in this timeline, in this Panthers, Marvel cinematic universe timeline, they do end up with Brock Purdy based on what we know about Matt rule and his quarterback development. What makes you think he would work in whatever you were doing, man? The whole reason why Brock Purdy is able to do what he's doing is because of this Kyle Shanahan system that everybody's salivating over. What the hell did you do to make you think that that would work for you? Oh, but you know, I got vetoed. Oh yeah, well, could have been. I got vetoed. I love this guy, man. I mean, that I is love like, Matt Rule. He takes credit for everything. It's amazing. Well, it is that. I mean, I, that's a go-to thing where you can be like, I mean, I would have done this, yes. except somebody else told me. Oh no, no, no. it basically be the equivalent of. I'm just thinking about this now. It would be the equivalent of me going. Now this is a deep cut. It's like, hey man, I always knew Steve Belisario was going to be a big deal at Ohio State. <laughs> always knew that you know why because i played little league baseball with him back in boca raton went to boca high with him i knew he was something i mean my job i hit a home run off him in little league but that's the here nor there i knew he had the talent to be quarterback i knew he'd get a scholarship but that's what that is yeah that's and, what that is anyway i mean look he's he's got to be a salesman he's got to sign guys he's got to make them believe that they can be the next brock purdy from and justin, an nfl coach from justin on youtube them. why does it feel like rule is just a kevin james character starring <laughs> in an adam sandler film <laughs> Matt Rule, Mall Cop. <laughs> I would watch that. Before we say goodbye, you got thoughts on the heels? Before we transition to basketball? I mean... You were there for that Clemson thing. I oh, sure. now I know what happened. Your recent track record has been no, when you are no, in attendance. No, no, no. Because Teddy, when I came home, said the same thing. His friend told him that I'm not allowed to go to Carolina games anymore. Until this Clemson game... I was three and zero for Carolina okay. athletics yeah, events I that I've attended in twenty three twenty four. No, I understand that. I listened, and it was like, oh, really? You saw Carolina football beat Miami? Like, no shit. They always beat Miami. They, okay, that doesn't count. That's true. That's true. But usually, my jinx <laughs> overpowers that. And so I, but I saw. And what was the I, other layup that you saw? I saw Pitt. I saw them play at Pitt, which was football, tough. Mm-hmm. basketball. Okay, that was a good one. Thank that you. was legit. Thank you. And I saw them beat Wake Forest at the Smith Center. My year. Demon Deacons. Thank you. Yes. Your Demon Deacons. Yeah, we got to get you. Long story. Do I need to I, order something from Home Field for you? <laughs> yes. From have, uh, uh, Matt Davis. He's <laughs> like, hey, you want to go to the Duke game on Monday? I'm like, maybe. He's like, they're playing Wake. Like, you can see your favorite you roster. Go. That's what I'm getting. Yeah, I was going to say, you're going to want to go for that one. You're definitely gonna, gonna you've been busy that. in the NFL world. I said before, Wake and Carolina played that I would take. Wake's roster over Carolina's roster. And it triggered a lot of people. Yeah, yeah. Really was, glad, was I'm really glad that I was in my NFL world because yeah. I probably for the best. Are you a Baycott stan? Um no, I, I really like RJ Davis. Oh, yeah. He he's he's my guy. He's I bought his NIL shirt, so I hope he enjoyed that five dollars or whatever it is <laughs> that it got him. Uh I I I do I I like the Carolina roster a lot. No, yeah, yeah. No, no, I, we like the, the roster team. Too. The, I the think team. they outperform the sum of their parts. Yeah, it's a good team. Yeah, it's a good, it's team. A good team. Um, yeah, no, that that Clemson loss was painful. I knew there was going to be a Duke hangover, <laughs> but that was like that was like a hangover that I have now at thirty two, and not the kind I had at like twenty one, where I could just Bounce. pop back up the next morning. <laughs> like that that was a multi day hangover. Yeah. They did not feel normal until 10 p.m. Wait till he gets later. 48. Teddy says you have the Baycott shirt as well. So Oh, I do. Oh, I do. I do. I do have the Baycott shirt as well. There you go. All right. He knows Brooke. my wardrobe better than I do. That's a good husband. <laughs> All right, Brooke. We appreciate you hanging out. Thanks for hanging out. Always fun. Enjoy the Taylor Swift Super Bowl. 
while you do the trending thing that you're doing with the ESPN? I'm doing I'm doing the live blog on the website. Very Because I know that. that people love a live blog because that's, you know, why I go to Twitter when you could just hey, read my thoughts. Blogs are back. I don't know who told you. I don't know if you knew this or not, but blogs I, are back. I did not know that. Blogs are back. 2024, the year Bundles are back. Vinyls back. Bundles. Bundles, Bundles. back. And blogs. I like that. It's All right. a whole lot of bees. It is. The year right. Brooke. We'll talk to you later. Like uh, the bass, slap at the bass. Shout out like to that. shout out to Brian over yeah. at Nice Price. I, I I put him on task. I'm like, all right, dude, I need some new rights free bumps. What do we got? What do we got? That was one of them. Uh, big thanks to Brooke Pryor for hanging out with us. Brian is going to be in here in a second. In the meantime, uh, we want to direct you to breakingtea.com slash OG. Again, that's breakingtea.com slash OG. You can get some new OG merch. For those who have purchased stuff before, we appreciate you buying OG merch and repping the brand. I was on with Packer and Taylor Tannenbaum on ACC PM yesterday. I was rocking the Breaking Tea Ice Caps hoodie because you got to be a billboard for yourself sometimes. So rep the brand, right? If you don't promote us, who will? Right. Somebody's got to promote us. And yeah. we're, we're really the only, we are the promotional department. Uh, but we got a new shirt tentatively scheduled for next week to get hype for the tournament. You ready, Joe? I am ready. I know Jamie uh, had sent me the working, uh, uh, the prototype. I'm just going to give people who are watching live a preview of what we got here. But it is the Dead Conference t-shirt. I'm very excited about this. Uh, So we should be dropping that next week, hopefully. T-shirts, hoodies, youth shirts, all that fun stuff. Uh, Also, we have a rebrand. We have a rebrand on podcasts. Actually, two rebrands. We have Young Gun, done. It's now this team is killing us. A Carolina Panthers podcast. I want a special edition on what Steve Wilkes said and what Matt Rule said just for Dimitri and Lauren to talk about. And then we have the OG gambling syndicate. Yeah. Anna did such a great job with the logo that I was like, you know, I got to bring it back. Bring what back? The podcast? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I've been, I like my golf picks. I, well, it's funny, though, is that I've been talking to you. I want to talk to you about doing more social media related to... Because a lot of the gambling stuff is more social media based. Yeah. Like people making you the main character and seeing if you can actually cash out on these three things going into the weekend. I like that. But ladder bets seem to be the hotness right now. And I've read way too much about ladder bets. Okay. That, that does feel like a real-time thing, though. No, it's all happening in real time yeah. where you, you know, you, you put you have $30 to use and you break it up into units and then you see how much you can win down the line. Look at you, right? I'm learning. Look at you. I better learn because coming up on March, coming up on March 11th, that's where we're at. Um, All right. We got a big game. We got a big game. That means you want to get things catered. If you're watching live right now, you still have time to head on over to Longleaf Swine and order that big game pack. So go go to their website. Again, today is the last day you can do it. All right. So if you're listening on the podcast Friday, don't don't it's it's wrapped up they've they've closed orders so you can always just go there for lunch you could do long that. leaf swine i'll be there for lunch tomorrow actually we'll be there today for a, a short beer now we will hear little short beers which turn into six of them no 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 they don't count it's like back in the day when i was trying to lose weight oh these snack well cookies <laughs> they're low fat <laughs> 50 calories who, who cares i just I had the, eight of them and i just ate the whole box anyway long leaf does amazing barbecue Great brisket. And of course, for dinner, they break out the smash burgers, which are fantastic as well. Uh, the things that go into that are fantastic. The sides are great. And they got a great bourbon selection too. I mean, they got blends on Blanton's on Blanton's. They have the gold. 
they plan do. that I've never even knew was a real thing until I was there. So go check them out. They're on the corner of Edenton in person. They're open Wednesday through Sunday, lunch and then dinner. And then yes, they have what they call the big game menu because they're not interested in being sued, but it's for your Super Bowl party. I don't care. There's no rules over here. Come and get me. Um, no, actually don't. <laughs> we don't have a legal department. <laughs> we have a, we have one on retainer. Uh, longleafswine.com. Go make your orders at longleafswine.com. Uh, a great snack and main menu and sides for your Super Bowl party. Also, big thanks to Mosquito Authority and Pest Authority. I've said bundling is big again, right? Mm-hmm. Bundling is back. You see Huge. these, you see all these outlets bundling their sports together. Well, you know what you can do? You can bundle with Mosquito Authority and Pest Authority. Head on over to bugsbite.com. Again, that's bugsbite.com. And uh, you can bundle and save, take care of your house. And more importantly, take care of your outside once the weather gets warmer. Because when the mosquitoes are out, It's going to get real, but with Mosquito Authority, don't have to worry about that. All right, we will welcome Brownlow in here in a second as we're doing OG live on YouTube as we do every Thursday starting at 2 o'clock. We got like moving parts and everything going. live. So head on over to sleek-fleet.com. I'll... Well, Brownlow gets situated before we bring her on. Oh, it's not the broken jacket zipper. We could have sold that on the internet if it was. <laughs> the broken jacket zipper. She has a longer winter oh, jacket that's right. where the zipper's broken and she can't take it off. She has yeah. to like literally do a whole climb process. out of it. Yeah. Yes, she has to climb out of it. <laughs> um, I don't know what happened to the uh, the microphone. <laughs> it could use a it could use a little pick me up there, Lauren. So uh, here, lift it up, please. <laughs> Can you lift it up for me, please? Okay. All right. That's good. That's good. That's good. All right. Got to tighten that thing up. Anyway. (laughs) That one got me. What happened to Wolfpack last night, man? Don't answer that. I can tell you. Okay. Free throws. Free throw awareness month started early for the Wolfpack. Problematic. Yes. Yeah. No, I mean, seriously, here's the thing. They lose to Pitt. They shot better from three. They had only six turnovers, had 16 points off of Pitt's turnovers. Uh, Points in the paint was a push. Uh, They ultimately, again, they ultimately shot better than Pitt with the exception of one thing, free throws. They were terrible from the free throw line. And Kevin Keats said, look, man, what was it? Nine points. Uh, You keep everything the same with the exception of nine points we were missing. They win that game right down to the intentional missed free throw to try to get a three-point play, which that didn't even bounce right. That's how bad their free throw shooting was yesterday. Even when they were trying to miss on purpose, it didn't work for them. So the pack now enter a two-game road game stretch that will ultimately make or break their season. Yeah, I think there's, there's two different conversations that you can have about NC State. There's the one if you want to talk about Kevin Keats and the attendance and all those other things and where NC State fans are. That's one conversation. But do you know what really happened to NC State last night? It's the same thing that I've been saying all season long. The difference between these teams, 2 through 15, is minimal. And on a night where you go 6 of 15 from the free throw line, yeah, you're going to lose to another like-minded team like yours, like Pitt is. Pitt, by the way, on the bubble. Pitt has a win over Duke, by the way. Um, so as we talk about teams who could play the way, their way into the NCAA tournament, Pitt is in that conversation. Yeah. So, you know, I get it. You want to get, you want to get mad at something. If you're mad about Kevin Keats in year seven, that's one thing. Yeah. Well, you know what NC state did last year on their way to making the NCAA tournament? They lost to Pitt mm. at home. 
ACC they, Coach of the Year. And they still made the NCAA tournament. I'm not saying that's what's going to happen to this team. But I think if you're getting yourself so ramped up and revved up over Kevin Keats, over the losing to Pitt, losing to Virginia Tech, these are good teams. Syracuse is a good team. These are all teams that they're in a group with. Yeah. Okay. But he, do you understand that's the problem? Okay. But that's all of college basketball. And that's what I'm trying to, that's, but that's not what state fans want to hear. I get that, but they have to adjust their thinking because Carolina and Duke aren't Carolina and Duke anymore. That's also part of this college basketball is right. we had San Diego state and Florida Atlantic in the final four last year because mm-hmm. they were older teams. Mm-hmm. What has happened in college basketball? Okay. It used to be Duke, Carolina, Kansas, Kentucky got the top of the top 20 players. They got 18 of them. Maybe one went to Maryland. Maybe one went to UCLA. Yeah. And then the difference between players 21 and 221 Mm -hmm. is minimal. All right. Now you're taking all of the top 20 players or most of them and putting them in a G league. You're putting them somewhere else. They're not even in college basketball. So the only way to be good is to be old. And the only way to differentiate is not talent is to be, have experience playing together. Yeah. That's the only way to do it. I, the difference between these teams is just minimal. Let's uh, let's bring Brownlow in here. What up Brownlow? Turn your mic on. Oh, How are you? Yeah. I was like, I'm not sure if my mic's supposed no, to be No, no, no. You're, you're, you're here now. Oh, you're okay. here now. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I agree with pretty much everything Julio is saying, but I also understand you know, as someone who certainly stuck up for Keats's a lot in the past, like I understand the frustration because it just feels like it's always something like if it's not the free throws, it's something else, Sure. you know, or, or it's just, you look at their stats and you're like, Oh, it's not that bad, you know, but then they find a way to lose it anyway. And and I get that that's just frustrating. And yeah. <laughs> I think they're two different conversations yeah. is what I'm saying. Like right. I, I, I agree. if you're thinking, if you're thinking in 2024 that you're going to go out and hire Dustin May, and he's going to come in right. and get two back-to-back recruiting classes of four freshmen and then four sophomore, and they're going to develop over the next five years. And you're somehow going to go to the top yeah. of the ACC. That's not how it's going to happen. I don't think that's what state fans I want. Think like there the are front, there's an right. older no, not, no Joe, okay. Joe, Joe, yeah, yeah, Joe. Yeah. I mean, I get what you're saying. <laughs> don't make me show you the text from state fans. Here's that's the thing. what they're look, older Here, state fans are looking at. That here's the thing. Yes, let me show you my text. Cool. I know who you text, yeah, but don't with. be dismissive. I'm of not. That no, thing that, I think that doesn't exist. I think you're being dismissive. I'm not. You are being dismissive of in the what? attitude of what do you expect? That's all. That's no, 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 ultimately, no, no. That's, that's, what what I'm saying. Com- that's what you're coming across. That's not what I'm saying. I, you're coming across as what do you expect? What you? What do you want? I think what state fans want is not this shit, man. I, that's yeah, what they don't want. I was gonna say I'm kind of between y'all in this. Come on. I genuinely like feel some of. I know what you're saying. I do, and I don't think you're saying anything wrong necessarily. Right. But I also know what you're. Saying. Yeah. I don't I think mean, you're. I don't think Julio's saying like don't expect to like go to the tournament or like compete at a higher level. I don't think Julio's saying that mm-hmm. necessarily. Right. I don't think you're saying. No, that, I agree Julio, with you. I, like, agree, I agree with you that college basketball is wholly different right now. But I also understand why state fans are apathetic to what's going on right now. There's two different conversations. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. If you want to talk about why you don't like Keats or who doesn't, people don't like Keats or they expect. Wait, but the thing you need to more, figure out okay. if it's results. If you're a fan and you're pissed, you need to ask yourself: they were like, seven is and it four is yesterday? It, and people were well, still. That's mad. what I'm saying. But they that's were, what I'm saying. Is it results or is it the way you're playing? Look, look, like, which is it that you want to be better? Because you're not always going to get both and I think that's some of what Julio is saying you can have a good coach in there that's not 
like you're not always going to win. I just that, that I know what y'all are both saying. I, I agree with you both on some level. Thanks, mom. I'm just I really feel that way. Okay, that's fine. I think you're being a little too indignant on this point. <laughs> because I don't think that's what he's saying. That's not how I hear I'm trying. It. I'm trying to do this in a way that I'm not going to go off into truth bomb mode on this. I'm trying. I'm trying to be. I'm trying to be as level headed as I possibly can with when it comes to this. Right. Okay. Yeah. In that I'm getting a little tired. I'm getting a little tired of the general attitude there of is this, what do yes. you expect? What do you that, want? That's you want to be said, careful. But no, yeah. you're having, but we're having right. two you're separate conversations. In. You're right. tying that into. Yeah. So the, the real issue here, the real issue for NC state is there is a complete lack of basketball culture at NC state right now. Is there's that, a lack of ID? Yes. Is yeah, that, a, is sure. that a, now is that a Keats problem or is that an AD problem? I no, don't know. I, it's probably both. It's I probably mean, a little combination of both. What is, is it? A college, yeah. So, but yeah. Okay. So, okay. So if it starts with the coach, it also comes from an athletic department that wants to give a shit about basketball. Right. And there are times where it does come across as NC state does not give a shit about basketball anymore. I mean, yeah. Okay. okay. I'm, not, I think, I'm not arguing. Okay. They, all right. So we can agree there. So if that's the attitude, I think the, the, like, I agree with you in that there's two separate conversations, but people don't want to have your conversation anymore because right. they're fed up. And it's not just the old fans. It's also yeah. the young fans who have no reason to give a shit about basketball. OK, that's, I think, the bigger problem. Because yeah, I agree. With that. Like the last night. All right. I wasn't at the game last night, but you can see enough in the building from television. I know the old timers are there, man, because they still believe you brought up FAU. brought sure up, the you, old timers nah, nah, were there last night. I, I think the mm-hmm. old timers were there. But you brought up FAU and San Diego State and all that stuff. What they what don't they have that NC State has? Okay, so it's not the same thing. The expectations aren't the same thing. NC State actually has a history and we can make fun of 1983 all we want. I agree with you. Maybe you should love up some other teams that have come through. It can't always be about 74. It can't always be about 73. But if you see the atrophy taking place at PNC Arena, that's when yeah. things do start to come together and that every loss just reinforces the general attitude of why should I give a shit about NC state right. basketball? No, you see sure. where I'm getting with this? Sure. But and I think that's where the, I think this team pays for the sins of previous teams. This team was seven and four a, there's no doubt going into last night's game. This You're is not a bad right. team. The team two years ago, was bad. Yeah. Where and Kevin was out there yeah. making excuses about Manny Bates the whole time. Yeah. That was a bad team. This is a team that people get frustrated mm-hmm. and they, they want to misremember and they want to generalize. His first team was good. His last year's team was good. Mm-hmm. Do, he did not have NCAA results to support me saying they were good. Fair enough. But he did the two things that all state fans want. He beat Duke. He beat Carolina. Yeah. So now this year, this team is just, they're, they're a lot like Pitt. They're a lot like Virginia tech. Mm-hmm. They're a lot like all of these teams in a pot. And to your point, if you're NC state, you want to be out of the pot. You want to be better than everybody else. Yeah. But I'm saying that's yeah. not a, that's not a reality on an annual basis for any program in college basketball. Look where Miami is this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did Jim Laranaga forget how to coach? No, no, they've been dealing with injuries. Did Jim Laranaga? Like no, but seriously, no, you didn't forget how to coach. They went to the final four last year. They lose Isaiah Wong and Justin Miller. Mm-hmm. Two, Miller is a, was a glue guy. Wong was their best player for sure. But they bring back guys. They've spent a bunch of money. You don't think they spent a bunch of money to get Matthew Cleveland to go from Florida state to there. They spent a bunch of money. They're not going to make the tournament. So the idea that there's a Tony Bennett or a Mike Bray who got the hell out by the way, Mm -hmm. 
yeah. out, out there who's going to have a program that year over year and you see their offense and you see their defense. Tony Bennett's going to get the hell out soon, too, by the way. He might just drop the mic this year. So that's the thing. It's it's changed so much that the, the text to me was they need a home run hire. And it's like, who do you think? No, I, do, I don't agree do you, with that. Do you know what else has yeah, changed? Do you know what else has changed? Legitimately, I see one of the comments is the is when they announce the next five years for the ACC tournament. Is there going to be an ACC tournament? <laughs> yeah, where, have they announced that? Probably yet? In five, but, but I'm just saying, much like, beyond that, I don't know. Back in the old, guess where it all is? Where Charlotte and Greensboro, Greensbury. That's right. So cry more. Back in the everyone old, else. Back in the the old math for state in their hires, the Gottman hire, the Sydney hire, the Kevin's hire. Yeah, the old math was. Duke and Carolina or this, and you'll never be able to compete. You have to figure out a way to compete with them. Mm -hmm. Right. And now it's, you're now in a league. You're not going to get a coach from the big 10. You're not going to get a coach from the sec. You're not going to get a coach from the big East. They they all have more stable situations than what we're looking at in the ACC right now. No, that's a really good point. I mean, like the conference being, yeah, yeah, the conference situation being what it is. Also don't forget with Kevin and the NCAA stuff, like, they're not going to go hire Will Wade, who's probably the right coach to hire. They might bring in Archie Miller. I mean, that's what, if you made me pick right now, if they, if you told me they were going to fire Kevin Keats, I would put money on Archie Miller being NC State's next coach. <laughs> like, why did the irony? Why, right? why so, is the mischievous part of my, not mischievous completely, but like my the, brain just the same coach who told a... you the same coach who told you you weren't good enough for him right his alma mater yeah. he got humbled what about julius hodge he got humbled. jules from harlem i mean justin ganey uh, i think the most i think yep. the most nc state thing ever i would love if jules happen, came here would i would pass out the most joy. nc state thing to ever happen would be if tennessee runs the table ricky from hickory decides oh, no. to retire, retire. Then justin ganey, and then justin ganey becomes the tennessee yeah that would be the case like, uh, that would be the most nc state thing ever so I, I just, the men's just, basketball tournament will be I guess they had the announcement today. It's going to be from 25 through 29. It'll be Charlotte, Charlotte, Greensboro, Charlotte, Greensboro. I think that's part of the office deal. Remember the, oh, the money. Yeah. If you say, look the, at that the, list, you will see nary a non-North Carolina yeah. city on it. Yeah. Hey, shout out to rowing Lake Wheeler Park. That's right. Stanford, Every championship Stanford, in North Carolina, Cal, baby. And same with you in same, 2029. And that, it's, and too bad, it's too bad the ACC can't finance itself on the tiers of all the schools located outside <laughs> yeah, of North everything. Carolina. Because they would have an extra few million at least. Yeah, everything is in North Carolina. And yeah, I guess that's what the money is maybe for. Maybe if y'all states want to br- give them a ton of money, then yeah. maybe they'll come to you. Look, that's kind of how maybe things the work Friday, now. ACC Friday, in, uh, get the TV out in 2029 for SMU, Cal, Stanford, and Wake Forest. Jeez, please just to wrap the conversation, to wrap the conversation on state. I think you and I are more on the same page than not. Okay. I I agree. However, (laughs) where I start to pull away and what gets me riled up is something that has been said forever around here when it comes to NC state basketball. Right. And part of the reason why I get riled up about this stuff is because I know that when all four are good, it's okay? the best. It's, it's so the fun. best, and I just want all four yeah. to play some high level basketball. Listen, As somebody I pointed got, out, like I when Bennett that. pointed on 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 YouTube, I got mad at State last night a little bit. Yeah, I, was I like, got mad at them too. Don't do this. Just win a game like this. Yeah, when Norlander said yesterday he wished he could do a story on State being a solid three seed, he has no idea how much I want that too. I mean, that's what it kind of comes down to, and I think the reason why so many people have just kind of ejected from NC State basketball is because. 
it's been just kind of the same malaise. Yeah, I don't just it, for the longest time. It's happening. not the same. Okay, let me be clear. It's not the same kind of bad at all, but it is a little bit panthersy in the sense that it's the same game you're seeing over and over yeah. again in slightly different variations, and you want to die inside. No, and last <laughs> night was another herb yeah. zone moment too. Yeah. yeah, where it's just like you're not going to change certain people's minds. But you talk about financially. Like, think about this. Randy Woodson voted to take Nichols from ESPN to take Stanford, Cal, and SMU. You really think he's going to give away pennies in, right. when he's getting ready to announce his no, retirement? He's not. In the next month, he's, he's going to announce his retirement? He's not. So there's you add that in, too. Like I think the conversations that are happening with NC State yeah, fans about factor. Kevin and People his future understand that are one thing over here. The conversations that Boo and Randy are having yeah. are completely different. Yep. That gets to your question of what is the what is the what have they placed of importance on basketball? Do you know what the importance they placed on it? They spent millions of dollars fighting the NCAA. Mm-hmm. That's what they did. That's where they spent their money. And they mm-hmm. basically told Kevin while they were doing that, don't cheat, don't do something stupid because we're going to do this. Mm-hmm. Okay? So that's why we're in the situation that we're in. Does it change? Do those conversations change? Will we get closer to more people having that conversation? You'll need more nights like Wednesday. The true, the real problem with basketball revenue is all of those season tickets are sold. Yeah. So it would take five to 8,000 people saying, I give up my lifetime rights because dot 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 yeah i can see there's that. no like fi- yeah i get what you're saying there's like it might they be embarrassing the but there's no financial incentive like on a drastic level right now unless some big donor at some point comes out and says uh, yeah. i've had enough and guess who that big donor absolutely loves by the way That's because what i was thinking he was at uncw yep. which his daughter loves so again we can sit here and talk about how you're frustrated we can sit here and talk about expectations we can talk about problems yeah we can talk about a lack of id that that's the biggest problem yes, yes. number one lack of id number two the best players Is that he State ever recruited carolina football no because they don't ever have high, they don't well, ever they have, have good recruiting the, classes they oh. just, that's his second problem right the best players he's recruited 100%. have never played haven't played i was thinking including more of the mj rice this year so you're like ranked and stuff and whatever but yeah you're right this one hasn't had that no this tenure all right we ran out of time for other basketball things, but I did want to bring this to Brown. The heels got they. Uh, they have Miami. I'm, uh, I'm down there. My That's concern a tough level game. for them is not nothing. I'm just saying. I think. I mean, I think they're in a bit of a funk. Do I think they can get out of it? Of I course. Think, yeah, I think. I think they every, can. Get everything out of is a little off that. for them yeah. right now. Yeah. Like it, I felt. I felt that way since the Florida State it's, game. Frankly, it's funny. Um, they like one good half. I was. I was listening to. I was listening to Field of Sixty Eight. I was listening to the Field of 68 podcast. John Henson was on it and they were talking about that Clemson game. And Jeff Goodman brought up like, hey man, I mean, you beat Duke. You know, it's a party. And I thought it was funny that John Henson went, yeah, you see, when I beat Duke, we were lucky to get a $20 bottle of vodka or something like that, hang out in the dorm room and drink. With NIL, $20? you're sad. popping bottles, you're doing this and that. Okay, John. I That's just what he hey, said. They got that's, money. That's what he said. Yeah, but like, you're telling I'm me they John didn't Henson go is, out after uh, John right. Henson after in 2012 when <laughs> yeah, that I'm team think, was like getting Carolina basketball like good again? Right, Are you serious? Right. Nah. Well, it's funny. You joked about uh, your favorite player being shush, right? Yeah. Ilya Netzimov. But I remember Ilya Netzimov had that Euro money. And I remember the basketball because I, mean, I was in school around that time. 
So I remember when they would go party. I was going to say, we, we, they we had all the cars, went to school with athletes. Okay? So yeah. that's the they thing. They had the cars, right? <laughs> but I thought John Hedges' point was very good. He's like, I mean, they got money. They can party. They can do the things. All that kind of and stuff. And they're all to like 25 years old. Right. By they're the way. all like old. Cormac Ryan and Marmando Baycott are like, like my age. Right. <laughs> so they're a little, they were, there was a little bit of a hangover there. And that's why I'm not sweating. Carolina. No, this honestly. is this is a tough trip. I don't know. I think we'll this see. is a okay. tough trip. Their All defense right. has is, been on the struggle that's bus where too, it and is. that's yeah. the bigger issue. That yeah. and now on offense, there's a lot more standing and watching than there. The offense is regressing some, and and the defense is too. That's my concern. Defense personally, we'll Six, see. Sixteen and one when they give up eighty points or more. Six eighty points or less. Yeah, I was, gonna, I was like, whoa. One in five when they give up eighty or more. Yeah, I mean it's yeah. And then Duke wins last night, which that's what I expected. John Shire talked about having an old school Duke day. Basically, we're not having meetings. We're just having the guys blue and white. We're playing each other. We're not bringing the scout team out or any of that stuff. Mm-hmm. Get them all worked up. And look, they they came out the way you want to see them come out against Notre Dame last night. But there's one big problem still. And that's Kyle Filipowski, who's struggling through it. And his energy was better last night. I but thought. his face wasn't. And Maybe it's just his well, face. We Josh, do have to entertain. No, you know. If anyone how- knows about bad face. Well, Josh Graham <laughs> sent me. us. Josh Graham sent <laughs> no, this to us. Shire. No, well, but I, <laughs> yeah, Shire knows I all don't about hide that. my feelings. I'm right, like, right. Shire just makes insane faces by accident when he's playing, which I also do, by the way. So Not like Shire. Our but. friend Josh Graham sent this to us last night. Kyle Filipowski, while speaking about his frustrations of being in foul trouble, admits, my face can show a different expression Aww. than the one that I'm trying to show. Here's the audio. You know, sometimes my, my face can still show a different expression and that, that I'm not really trying to show. I'm just trying to be like, don't overreact. Don't, don't, uh, don't, don't say nothing stupid or, or you know, show any of that sign. So that's why I'm just trying to keep a straight face. Did you feel that, Brownlow? I understand that so much. What he doesn't realize, is he, I think he's trying so hard not to like argue too, because he argues some too. And I don't think, by the way, that doesn't help because sometimes the refs get a thing with a guy. Like I, I, mm-hmm. I, I, they, I think they have a little thing with Cadeau, to be honest. You think so? Well, yeah, I think they, they don't, the more you like whine at them, the less they oh. like it. And so I think it almost builds on itself because you get mad. You think they're like screwing you and out to get you. And mm. then the refs start to get annoyed with you too. Okay. And I think, it, I mean, I listen, I, I watch, I used to watch those things quite carefully of how the players interact with the refs. Let me tell you, the ones that don't interact with the refs generally don't get very good calls. Okay. You, you got to go yuck it up with them. I'm t- there's this like you watch Duke and I'm not saying this for hot takes. This is the thing they've always done really well because referees are what they're humans. Mm-hmm. So they would have, they like, they love up the refs, all of them individually, like usually before games, talk to them, probably ask them about their life and stuff. <laughs> Rep, like, and Carolina guys do this too. You see it like people, I'm just saying, and I mean, like they're human beings. Tendencies. If they like you. Tenancies. Yes. Never oh, forget. Never forget listen, the tendencies. Poor Richard Howell. And this is the, this is the, I should call this the Richard Howell discussion because it really all, but there are some dudes that you can tell refs just kind of get like a bit of a hard on for. Right. It's a thing. <laughs> that's what, yeah, that's one way of putting it. It's, I'm not I, like where Did you're like, wow, <laughs> you're like, wow, that actually wasn't mine. a foul. And like some of them are foul prone, but you're, you're like, wow, that wasn't even a foul that time. You know what? I, I think I got this going through my fans. That's why I'm fired up. And that's why I was in an argumentative mood. All right. Brownlow. <laughs> I'd be argument. Yeah, well, actually, I'm about I'm about to get you argumentative. We've played this clip. Oh, oh no, we played this clip earlier. Uh oh, we had Brooks' thoughts on this, but we really need this. We need thoughts from you on this. Got it. 
Our friend Matt Rule had his <laughs> signing day press conference. Have you seen this? I've heard about what he had to say. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I while sure his reaction's been specifically requested so by while, our audience. So while he was talking about signing day, I guess somebody had asked him about Brock Purdy because, you know, he had seen I, Brock Purdy. I still don't know how this happened because Brock Purdy went to Iowa State. Like, no, is, it is the kid they just it, got from Iowa, the Rayola kid? Yeah. Okay, maybe they asked about, oh, here's another guy from Iowa. Yeah. Listen, Julio, the whole thing definitely happened. Here, so it's here's, fine. Here's Matt Rule. I think Brock Purdy's an amazing player because um, I played against him at Iowa State. When I was in the draft room at Carolina, I, I brought his name up. I said, hey, guys, he should be on the draft board. I got vetoed on that one, but um, <laughs> uh, you can ask Coop. <laughs> I got, I got you know, on that one. <laughs> props, props wow. to Candace Cooper, who always who who called it from the jump. The faster he talks, yes, it's a lie. The more he's lying. Absolutely. <laughs> the thing is, a lot of things have come out of that man's mouth since you know being fired. Um, they have varying degrees of truthiness yeah, to them, do. and uh, I don't. I take the thing is, this is a clown organization. We all understand that. Mm-hmm. If you told me. That the, and by the way, am I supposed to be upset that they didn't want to draft Brock, Brock Purdy? I, am I supposed to feel better about the Matt Rule tenure when we look back in hindsight and go, wow, he missed the franchise quarterback. You know what? Mm-hmm. Matt Rule did a great job developing quarterbacks in his tenure. So really, if he'd just gotten a game manager in there, things would have worked out a lot better, especially with all of the talent he brought in from Temple and Baylor and other places. And the talent that was already there that he didn't get rid of and raise to the ground and trade elsewhere. Yeah, that talent. It would have been great for Brock Purdy to dump it off to, oh, I don't know, Chuba Hubbard this year. He would have done great things. And I love Chuba. Okay, this is not a knock on Chuba. That's not what I'm trying to say. Uh So, like, really, bro, you kind of clowned yourself twice because we all know you're lying, A. Like, come on. And then, B, even if you weren't lying, like, I mean... From, dude, from dude went Joe. a while without being drafted. Like, it's not like other teams thought he was great. From Joe Corey on YouTube, <laughs> Matt had Baker Mayfield and didn't get into the playoffs. Like, so, Baker Mayfield sorry, did get to the sit playoffs. Down, Matt. Yeah, Man, he just playoffs. did. And he said, because I needed to go to an organization that knew how to put me in a position it's, to succeed. There aren't many of them. And he was not just at one with Matt Rule there, helming it up right at the helm, right. steering the ship into... Whatever. Okay, sorry. Mission accomplished. <laughs> Got exactly what I was looking for. Just this guy. All right. Man. Clip it, save it. Instagram reels. Here we go. Every time I'm ready to move on. No, you can't. <laughs> he won't let you. Just when I'm what ready to get out. He charlatan. That he man. just will not <laughs> let you. All right, brother. Get out of here. All right. All right. Big thanks to Breeze Through for sponsoring Ovi's and Julio. Check them out. Various locations across the triangle and across the state. Most importantly, yes, they have great coffee. Yes, they have great snacks. They have a beer cave outside PNC Arena. And the most important thing about Breeze Through, Joe? They have gas. They have gas. Huzzah! Who knew? <laughs> Not me. <laughs> also, big thanks to Butcher's Market. Uh, we were there last week, their new location in Lake Moon Shopping Plaza. Fantastic spot. Yeah. Real big fan of it. Um, you got, Hey, look, Super Bowl is this Sunday, right? I'm just stating a fact that the Super Bowl is this Sunday and maybe just maybe you want some wings. You Mm. want hot dogs. You want all sorts of stuff. I had a hot dog there. That's the first time I've been to a location that make the hot dogs. Yeah. Oh man. It's the good stuff. It's so good. It's the good stuff. So head on over to butcher's market. Fantastic stuff. Uh, prepared meals, all that. We appreciate them sponsoring Ovias and Jillio.
I don't know. I feel like the jazzy vibe is perfect for Mike Maniscalco on the Heaster Automotive Group Hotline. He just came back from Vegas, Park MGM. That was the vibe, right, Mike? Yeah, pretty much, yeah. The Nomad Bar, a really good spot to go to. So I, honestly, I don't even care if we talk about the Canes today because they play tonight. Cool. <laughs> I don't even care that the Canes are playing the best team in the NHL. <laughs> <laughs> you know, as a, as a play-by-play voice of the team, that's just, I mean, I don't care. Let's, just, let's just face it. This is it. This is the pinnacle of, of what I do. So, perfect. No, we brought you on because, dude, you went to the Sphere in Vegas. Yep. What was that like? It was, it, I have to just put it in these terms. As far as an event goes, uh, I have seen Pink Floyd with the Gold Blazers because I grew up near Canada, so I could go across the border. Uh, and I saw them on the Division Bell Tour. Uh, I saw you 2 at Carter Finley with their, you know, whatever. The 360 craft, tour. The that 360 was tour that they had. Yeah, I've, yeah I've, seen the, cool. I've seen the Stones twice uh, and they put on a, you know, quite quite the show, but as far as an event, it was amazing. It really was. It was spectacular. Now, to be fair, to be honest, I have seen better U two shows. Okay, I'm going to nitpick, like I've seen better performances. In fact, some of the people in uh, my party were like, "Ah, you know, I think Bono's just mailing it in." Well, at four million a show, why not? Uh, you know, you you play the songs, you turn the mic to the crowd, and let us sing it back to you, and. On, but you're doing they're you're doing, there, they're they're doing it every night. What's that? Are they doing it every night? Just about. It's like I, think they're, I think they're. I mean, it's definitely like Wednesday, Friday, Saturday. I was gonna say this is classic Jillio. Like anybody can podcast <laughs> on a Monday. Hey, man, anybody can bell tell with or without you on a Monday. That's right. But by the time we're getting that's, the mysterious ways on a Thursday, it's like, oh, I don't know. And that's that's what they do. They play Octane Baby. They yeah. open up with that, and then they sprinkle in some older stuff or some covers, and then they kind of close it out with the hits, and and away you go. But it is. Uh, it is a sight to see. It really is. It it added to the experience. I'm glad I went. I don't think I need to see you two again uh, after this. I've seen them, like I said, a few times. So off the list. Uh, but it's going to be interesting what happens because whatever bands you bring in there, they have to have some kind of presentation. Mm-hmm. And they also have to have a following where if they're going to take a residency, they need to sell that place out every night. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. So did they do vertigo? And when they do vertigo, did it induce vertigo? With the <laughs> uh, No, although there's uh, in the beginning, there's two things that they do. Uh, there's one where the background's moving and it looks like the stage is going up. And if you're on the floor and we were on the floor, you're going, you're sinking. Uh, so that's a little odd. Ooh. And then they do one where a bunch of numbers and letters start closing in on you like a cube. And if you get claustrophobic easily, that could be a little, what can I say? A little off-putting. But gotcha. for me, it was, I mean, it was fine. Gotcha. Gotcha. The only other question I have about Vegas, I don't know about you, Joe, is because you were there a week before the Super Bowl, you know, descended upon yep. upon the strip and everything else. Is Vegas the kind of city where the Super Bowl is there and it's lost in all the other things that are going on with uh, with Vegas? Or would you expect an actual presence to be there? Oh, no, there's a presence. Okay. I mean, by, I got there Thursday, and there was a huge auto dealers convention. Like, I mean, everybody. 
was there. Uh, and Thursday was packed. Friday was kind of getaway day for the auto dealers. Saturday, normally Saturday in Vegas is just wall-to-wall people. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't. Sunday, you started to see the 49er fans matriculating around uh, Las Vegas. But the presence is there. Like you, CBS basically blocked off the walkway in front of the Bellagio to set up their stage. Mm-hmm. So they're set up for the whole week. Uh, everywhere you go, it was basically we were there and we were watching all the roadies put everything together for, you know, Univision and gotcha. CBS and Fox and where everybody's going to be and where it's all going to be set up. Uh, Mandalay Bay is going to be one of the, the headquarters, like the convention center there. So you saw a bunch of stuff moving in there, but uh, you, you noticed it. I mean, the, the signs were everywhere. Everywhere up and down the strip that the Super Bowl is coming, you know, Allegiant Stadium. The great thing about Vegas, if you've ever been, is it's one giant optical illusion because everything looks like it's, oh, that's 40 feet away or four miles. So, uh, but it was, no, it's good. And it could get lost there, but I think that they've done a good job of making it. Again, I was there. I left Sunday, so there's a week. The buildup is now. But you definitely know that the Super Bowl is going to be there. And they are, I mean... Merch everywhere, everywhere. So, yeah, it's not like, uh, oh, yeah, by the way, there's a football game, uh, you know, come sit down at the craps table and here's the all you can eat crab legs. It was all about the the closer you got to Allegiant, really, the more you felt like, okay, yeah, they're they're going to be putting on the show for the Super Bowl. So you're a a total and complete professional. So I I have no trepidation asking you these questions, but I, I would like to ask you about gambling. Sure. Because uh, the, the the hurricanes are now going to be in the gambling business, and we've already seen some of this. Where, like, yeah, you know, the people who work at the backyard bistro who are potentially involved in handling bets. Guess what? Mm-hmm. They have to pass a background check, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, the employees of the Carolina Hurricanes. Uh, there's certain restrictions to things that you can do. I'm just kind of curious, what kind of education were you given, even as a grown ass man and as someone who works on the broadcast and can't potentially uh, affect the outcome of games? I'm just kind of curious what kind of T's were crossed and I's were dotted. Like, did you tell them, Hey, I'm going to Vegas. And they were like, okay, now don't take a ticket for the hurricanes <laughs> to win the Stanley cup final. Or was it, I, I'm just, I'm just curious. I'm no, just curious. Uh, when the sports gambling sites started to become a little bit more prolific in States that have, pro sports uh there was a a meeting a few years ago and basically it was don't do this Mm. and be smart if you are going to do this Uh, basically don't wager on the national hockey league don't wager on the place where you are getting a paycheck from and and that's how i look at it i i honestly because for years and i hate to bring up this because now Obviously, I can do the sports talk radio segment. Yeah. Should Pete Rose be in the Hall of Fame? So I've got to go back to that. Uh, my stance was always, it was pretty clear. They told you that if you gambled and you got caught, you weren't coming back. Yeah, And that's basically the message that was sent, that if you gamble and you get caught, there are going to be repercussions. There are going to be very, very swift and strict punishments on people who get caught. And for me, and that's enough. I, I, I'll i be perfectly honest with you. I, I like playing cards. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do like going to Vegas because I enjoy that uh, gambling aspect of things. But uh, as I have gotten older, I have my desire to wager on sports uh, has become less and less because 
the parity in pro sports now and even in college sports is so great where, you know, you think, you know, but I don't have that disposable income. So yeah, uh, I'm not going to, not going to go into it, but we were told, and I, I let, I let the team know, but nobody was telling me yeah. now, remember don't walk into, <laughs> you know, they, they at least trust me as an adult to make my own well, decisions. And somebody has to No, but it's funny. Because, yeah. Funny. It, I think it's educational because yeah. I think the NHL is learning from the NFL. Yeah. I saw James Smith Williams this summer at an NC state event, he plays for the Washington football team. And, you know, guys were getting suspended because they didn't know you're not allowed to bet from the team hotel. Mm -hmm. You're not allowed to bet from the team plane. Like this isn't, you know, uh, Ridley betting on the Falcons. Like these are guys like I went to Alabama. I'm going to put Alabama in a parlay and they're getting suspended three, four games. That's where, um, you know, we had Don Waddell on and I asked him the same kind of question. Like, you don't want your players getting a stupid freaking suspension no. over a NC State, North Carolina, Wake Forest, Duke basketball parlay. But like, they had the ladder, man. They had that ladder bet kicking. But, I mean, it, this has already hit the NHL. In yeah. Ottawa, well, I understand that. Like, and, and, here is what I'm and I, Yeah, no. And I, I think part of it, uh, it's unfortunate when I bring this up and we're going to talk about the gambling aspect, but you almost need someone to do something so egregious that the league picks their head up and what? Okay. And, and I think that was a warning sign that came early enough this year for the league to be like, well, okay, what did he do? You know, and and you never got really the full story of, of what happened just that they did the investigation and it was tied to gambling. And that's why Pinto missed the first half of the season. But it's one of those situations where they have, I, I, it's like the NIL. I, I still think it's a fluid thing. Like they're going to try to say what you can and can't do. And they're just going to be some guys who are like, Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. You know, or, you know, I didn't, I didn't get the memo. So I think it will find its way here and there, but I think on a broad stroke, yeah, nobody is going to be betting on their team or betting on games. All right. Now I'll ask you a hockey question. Uh, the hurricanes just took a break. I fully expected to see Andre Svechnikov on the ice on Tuesday. I, I did not. Mm-hmm. Uh, should I be alarmed or are we still in let's protect Svetch at all costs? Cause we need him in April and May and June and not in January and February. You, you answered it. I okay. mean, you really did. You, you gave the answer. And for me, that's my answer. Um, because I, I think that you take a look at look, winning divisions is great, but you get to a point where getting to the playoffs and division banners that's nice. That's not what you're playing for. You're playing to win the whole damn thing. And this team right now in the 33 games that are left on the schedule, depending on when people are, are watching this, they're trying to get themselves peaked and ready for April, May, June. Yeah. That's, that's the important thing. And they're going to have a heck of a lot better chance of, of winning the whole thing. If they have Andre Sveshnikov healthy, in April, May, and June. He's skating with the team. He's practicing. Uh, He's just wearing the non-contact jersey. And as Rod Brindamore pointed out yesterday at practice, it's really more for the other guys, not for him. You know, don't, don't give him a a shot or, you know, if you're in a battle drill and he just happens to pop up, you know, just let him go do his thing. Uh, I expect that they want him to be ready. And and I I said this earlier today, I was uh, doing an interview at I just brought up, I'm not saying that Andre Svechnikov changes the Eastern Conference final last year against the Florida Panthers, but it's probably not a four-game sweep because he's probably going to score a goal of consequence yeah. in one of those four games. Mm-hmm. So that that's how I look at it. For this team, it's really about, they know how to get there. 
and I, I don't want to draw the NBA comparison because uh, I know people are a little dissatisfied with the regular season in the NBA for, for most folks, but it's when you get to a point of you're expected to win the whole thing, it's you're building up for the playoffs. You, you want to win every game you play, but you want to be at your optimal best by the time game one of round one comes around. And, and that's what the Canes are looking for. And you don't want to put a guy like Andre Sveshnikov on the ice a week or two early if you don't need him right now. And if this was, if they were uh, in the wild card or on the outside looking in, I mean, I'm not, I'm not head athletic trainer of the, the Hurricanes, but it, would it be a different situation? Would he try to give it a go? Sure. They have the runway to let him just, okay, when you feel good, when you feel 100%, put him back in the lineup because they know what he can do when he gets in. We'll close on this. The, the Canes did not start the all-star break, post-all-star break, the way they wanted to. Um, I'm sure that Peter Kochekov, who I think folks are looking at, can you take the reins over? Let's go and do it. Obviously, he would like some back. As we joked about at the beginning of the conversation, oh, yeah, the best team is in the building tonight. We'll, we'll see how that goes. So, I mean, they got to be disappointed. I know Rod was disappointed after that. I mean, what's the what's the temperature in the room after Tuesday's return to action? And obviously, they got a big game tonight. I, I get it, regular season, but you want to start. You want to start getting this thing back up and running. Yeah, especially at home. I mean, you, you want to win the, the home games and, and kind of, you know, hold serve, especially when teams like Vancouver, Colorado, when the, the bigger teams out West come in or, you know, when Jersey's here on Saturday, even though we'll see the whale return and we'll mm -hmm. see those jerseys. I'm a little excited about that. Um, for me, it was the start to the game. And hockey can be a fickle mistress. You can play great and not get the rewards you you should get. And then you can be playing a little bit off and you get a bounce. So you watch that first period. Vancouver was the better team in the first period, but it was tied after one. Second period, game got a little bit more even. Canes got a little bit back to their game. Vancouver got to their game first in the first period. Canes started to get to their game, only gave up four shots in the second period. But Vancouver gets a lead late on the power play. Canes get an answer late on the power play. So now we're 2-2. Canes play the best period, their best period of hockey in the third period. But the puck hits a stanchion, takes a weird bounce past Piotr Kochetkov, and then it, it ends up in the back of the net. So you can say, if this game was in reverse, Vancouver got what they deserved because of how they played in the first period. Canes didn't get what they deserved because of how well they played in the third period. So uh, they came out of that one. I think a little angry because they didn't get to the game the way they wanted to. Did you follow that, Joe? I got I got a small yellow pad here. <laughs> There's so much Chuck Amato to that. Yeah, if you play the first half, second, second half first. Well, I didn't I didn't give us the you know if the Canes didn't if the Canes didn't let uh, Vancouver score those three goals, they would have won. Yeah, you know, hold on, wait, 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 let me find it. Let me find it. Our radio oh. people told us that they, you take away those those runs, and we outscored them by nineteen. So yeah, we didn't get we didn't get full So that's good. Take away that second Elias Lindholm. <laughs> it's an even game. But that was predictable, was it not? Oh, man. Lindholm back in the building. There it is. There's the yellow pad from Maniscalco. There you go. Love to see it. All right, man. We appreciate the time. Glad you survived Vegas. Uh, we will see you around the building. Yeah, I'll be there. Thanks, guys. Always fun hanging out with Mike Maniscalco. We appreciate him. 
and his yellow pad. He's got his own yellow pad, Joe. That's so exciting. I'm jealous. It was like a <laughs> perfect size, too. It was a pocket size yellow pad. All right, we're going to wrap up our Sleek Fleet OG Live. Again, check them out, sleek-fleet.com. Ride in style, pre-plan. Everybody loves somebody who pre-plans. And we also want to thank Homefield for sponsoring Ovias and Gilio. Check them out. OG23 is the promo code to save 15% off your order. I am absolutely going to order some Wake Forest stuff for Joe. They're your deeks. We have nothing. That's the tr- Dude, trust right? me. App trust me. State and Wake. I have ECU repping. I need App State. Got the heels. I guess we don't really have Duke. No, nope, we have, you Duke. have Duke. I got Duke stuff. Okay. I also have an old uh, All-America I'm, bowl. That pin. You're not, dealing, not, not loving that pin? That pin gives me bad, like, KKK leader vibes. Like that feels like a campaign button for David Duke. All right. Now I'm going to have to get rid of it. It scares me. Anyway, big thanks to Homefield. <laughs> Check them out online. Homefield. Home home like, why? <laughs> why? Scott, Connor and the crew are going to be like, what are you guys doing? Hey, whatever we're on? doing works. Yeah, because that's true. Those jackets are sold out, man. Yeah, the jacket you can't get sell. a state this jacket. Good point. You can't get a Carolina good jacket. Good point. So people are hitting them up. They're using the code, the promo code. OG23, say 15%. And whenever we get sued, we thank Whitaker and Hamer. So check them <laughs> they out. They got our back. They got our back. <laughs> WH.lawyer, attorneys and counselors was, at law. I was smart enough to put the, like a, a line in the contracts with the ads. Like, we can't cause them harm. So <laughs> don't worry. I got that part covered. <laughs> Matt, we have, by the way, we have another satisfied customer. We'll talk about this a little bit more next week. But I wanted to give a shout out to Christian, who emailed us. And he said, I want to start off by saying, love the podcast. It gets me through my workouts and y'all putting things in context typically helps me ease my mood swings caused by being a state fan. I don't know if today's show is going to do that, but we try, you know, positive vibes only. But I wanted to let you know, I've been listening about Matt Davis on your podcast for entirely way too long before I finally reached out, got married last October. Congrats. We reached out to him about consolidating our home insurance and car insurance. Saved me literally thousands of dollars. And I got two tickets to the Canes game. Costanza. You love to see it. You absolutely love to see it. And hey, maybe we can convince you now that you're married. Who knows? Maybe you need a bigger house. That's right. Hometown Realty. Check them out. MyHTR.com. Again, that's MyHTR.com. All right. That's going to wrap it up for today. It's very uh, chaotic and spirited. Sleek fleet. It's all good. I wouldn't even drink it I know. So you want to, you know what? You know what? Let's go drink. Let's get a shorty. Let's go over to Longleaf. We'll see. Hey, if you're watching right now and you want to, have a beer with us. That's where we're going to be. We're going to be over at Longleaf Swine in downtown Raleigh. We will see y'all later. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.